Welcome to Bonehead Weekly. And this week's topic, James, was this your idea? Yes. Yeah, so, so there used to be a time. It was called the past. And in the past, there were quite a few shows. So we just did two Bonehead Weekly fun size episodes, and he didn't have anywhere near this much energy. No. And he took all these pauses. And this one, he's like, I'm going to talk all the time. Pew, 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 pew. Go, James. No, I forgot what I was saying. I'm kidding. Anyway. Um, in the past. In the past. In the before four times. Now, uh, shows used to often, just in case you were joining mid-season or something, have an intro where they would basically have a narrator, often a famous narrator, or somebody on the show at least, tell basically what the premise was. The easy one that comes to mind for me as a nerd is Star Trek, right? Space, The Final Frontier, These Are the Voyages, right? So you got this overarching quick view of what the show was going to be about. And that way, if you hadn't watched it since the first episode, it was like, okay, that's who these people are. But it also was a cool way to create catchphrases. That's why still to this day, people that aren't Star Trek fans know Space, the Final Frontier, right? And so there's a lot of these shows. So I thought, you know, you don't see that as often anymore. There are some shows. I know there's exceptions. Don't uh, send me hate mail. Send that chat. Uh, but just wanted to actually uh, do an episode where we talked about, you know, the the uh, long forgotten art of the intro and, and the catchphrases that went with I honestly it. can't think of a single show that has opening narration. Currently? Today. There's yeah, some, currently. I can't think some, of one. There's some good shows with some good openings. Like, Game of Thrones has a cool opening. Breaking Bad had a cool opening. Yeah. Sopranos had a cool do, 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 do. opening. But as far as actual narration that explains every week, there's not a ton. Yeah, and and a lot of the times because 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 most net most most show, not most shows I mean they're still sitcoms but most shows are telling a continuous story so well streaming opening monologue sometimes doesn't play in yeah it just doesn't yeah and streaming you, good point you, and 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 because of streaming uh people binge watching even Sopranos which came out in ninety nine. <clears throat> they may not have caught it on HBO, but they you could go rent them. And I remember renting them in actual video stores. You guys remember doing these things like video stores? Oh, yeah. And getting the two or three tapes at a time and then bringing them and binging it before binging was a thing. So it, you just don't do it normally. So what are some of your all's favorites? Can, do you mind if I go first with one of mine? No, yeah. go ahead. So... This one's. I didn't know. I I didn't know the Smurfs had an opening narration. Sorry. Uh, no, it doesn't have an open narration, but I do like the na 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 na, and then, you then it goes the Gargamel. By the way, I, it's Burger Burr. King right now. I think Burger King has Smurfs cups. There's thirty. You oh. collect with the kids' meals. I need to go get that. Just so, this is the most famous. Jay, this is probably. You know what? This is second to what you said. I agree. That. I, Chad, what do you think? Star Trek may be the most famous. Yeah, but there's a second. There's one that's really close. Yeah, this, I was going to say there's a couple. This is the number two one. Or if not number two, it's in the top three. Uh, if, if it's not what I think, if you're not going to say what I think you're going to say, I'll be shocked. You're traveling through another dimension. Yep. Yep. A dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. A journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of imagination. Your next stop. The Twilight Zone. I mean, that that has to be either number two or number three. Yeah. What else is there? Um, that people in terms still of still can 
I, I'll, I, I, because I think James is right. Star Trek people can just quote that and they don't even know. I think people kind of know most of your journey, journey through sight and sound, but they probably can't get it all verbatim. I don't know that I could have done it verbatim without reading it, but what else? As far as some really popular ones, you guys got one. I mean, one that comes to mind is, is the answer to that, right? The, uh, other, the other network's response, there is nothing wrong with your television set. Do not yeah. attempt to adjust the picture. We are controlling transmission. If we wish to make it louder, we will bring up the volume. If we wish to make it soft, it goes on and on. But most people, if you say there is nothing wrong with your television set, it's maybe it's age-based now, but there's enough people that will go, oh, oh, outer it's limits. a little tough, though. I find that that one's... That yeah, yeah, one's... It's, it's not as common. Yeah, Twilight no, Zone, because not. Twilight Zone has gotten so many reboots. That it's back in, and Outer and Limits, to my knowledge, has had one. It's and iconic. It's not even a reboot thing as much as it is, I, I mean, for years, I mean, I moved, I can't tell you the times I've moved either in December, right around Christmas, around New Year, that time, or in the middle of the summer during the 4th of July, where you just had mm -hmm. the Twilight Zone for 24 hours on the Sci-Fi Channel, like at Christmas Day, having TBS and the Christmas story playing for 24 hours. And that's just the expectation. They only changed that, what, a year or two ago that they stopped doing it as much? Pissed yeah. me off. Yeah. They don't have cable anymore. But, yeah. I mean. I mean, yeah, technically Twilight Zone is streaming. You could just go and hit boom and just let it marathon itself. Not the same. Not the same. In fact, my. I know it's not the same. I know it's not. cyber but... deal to myself was the Blu-ray of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. And the second one was. They had the Blu-ray complete box set of the Twilight Zone, knowing that there's three different streaming services I could watch it on. I thought I almost, yeah. I almost bought it. I almost bought that in the '80s one. I own the '80s one. The '80s one. I know you do, but I don't. Bucks. For twenty bucks, yeah. it's worth it because there's some good stuff there. Yeah, not all of it, but there's some good stuff there. It's buried. There's just some good stuff there. However, yeah, I just wanted it on the shelf. I wanted all the extras, and as James says. You can't edit. You can't take it away from me. Why, why, James? Can they not do that? Yeah, come in my house. Come get it. See what happens. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So that's another one. All right. Who wants to uh, go next? Because I don't I'll think go. there's a ton of things I should say about the Twilight Zone. Um, I'll go because um, when James brought this up, other than the Twilight Zone, uh, this one came first in my head because other than Night Court, um well night court and married with children this is probably my top one of my top favorite shows as a kid that i absolutely loved i never missed an episode i have actually marathoned this show more than once oh god it's gonna be the red shoe diaries again son of a gun god no is there opening there is opening monologue is that an opening monologue? i have i don't actually... dude i've never seen an episode of that show i'm just literally oh, i picked a I show seen... at random i seen the ep i seen the beginning of one episode with david duchovny in a park with a dog and i'm like what is this and i turned it off yeah but anyway no um here's the opening tag here's the opening narration i won't say the whole thing i'll i'll skip through pieces of it theorizing that one could time travel within his own lifetime dr sam beckett stepped into the quantum leap accelerator and vanished he awoke to find himself trapped in the past facing mirror images that were not his own and driven by an unknown force to change history for the better and then i love the last line Dr. Beckett finds himself leaping from life to life, striving to put right what once went wrong and hoping each time that his next leap 
will be, will be the, the leap, leap home. home. And then you see the blue electricity and the show starts. Oh, boy. Chad, that's my second one. That's the one, if you hadn't have said it, that was the one I was going to round out. Yep. With. It was, actually, it was on my list. It's it's actually what was my second. And the woman, the the woman narrator who I wanted to look up and I didn't get a chance to, she reads narrators. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> She, it reminds me of that time I said Mexican bakery and James like, I think we just call it a bakery. I mean, it's stuck in my head for eight years. Well, Anyway, her voice is perfect reading that. And and when she says, well, and his next leap will be the leap home. You can, she breaks a little bit and it's devastating to yeah. me. I loved, I, it got me excited for the show every week. It is still, man, it's one of my favorite shows of all time. I just can't. I could sit here and talk about a quantum leap for a whole episode of how much I, I could name every single episode. That's my favorite, but that opening narration, hearing it, it got me pumped for what was getting ready to come. Even though I know it, I've seen it. I've seen each episode at least three times. Just every time I hear the narration, I'm ready to go. So it's, it's, it's up there in mine. It's right up there with Star Trek for me. Yeah. I, I agree with it. It may be slightly better than some that are more iconic, but I don't know if it's as iconic. What do you think? Have you watched not, the new Twilight Zone? Uh, Twilight, Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. I have not. I haven't been able to make myself do it. Yeah. I want to. I just It's, it's on that list of things I haven't got to. Yeah, well, same I'm just here. curious if they have an iteration or not. I am I am as well, but I, I didn't want to look that up because I want to watch. <laughs> yeah, I want to watch it. I'm just like having a hard time getting to it because I'm just like, oh, what happens if they okay. mess You're this not up? motivated to watch it. It's the same yeah. reason why every time I go through uh, HBO, I say, oh, White Lotus. I hear good things. Skip. Yep. <laughs> I watch Predator Two instead, <laughs> <laughs> and I knew, I knew what I was getting. Can, can, I still get giddy watching Predator 2, especially that opening uh, shootout. Here's why me and Joe is probably a reason why we're friends. I had the same epiphany like last week. I'm like, do I watch White Lotus? Nope, I watched Predator. Did you really? Did you watch one I or do. two? I, am not, I watched the first one because I hadn't seen it in for, forever. I've seen two like in the last few years, but I hadn't seen one. And I'm I like, hadn't seen two. For, and by the way, I was just going to watch the opening scene. I was knuckles deep. <laughs> I was knuckles deep an hour. And I was like, shit, I got to go to bed. Shit, yeah. gotta, after he I killed was, Willie yeah. in the streets. I was the same way with Predator, man. I'm like, shit, I got to go to bed. But Jesse Ventura is still alive. So. <laughs> you, I know, right? I'm oh. sure White Lotus is an amazing show. But I have have yet to uh, get it because I was knuckles deep in the Predator, too. Yeah, I couldn't stop. I had to watch my, I had to watch Predator. I'm like, ooh, it's on here, too. <laughs> James? James, what do you have? One of mine is, and you're going to know exactly when I started, and that actually is how iconic it is, but you have to be of a certain age and a certain level of geekdom. Here we go. Dr. David Banner, physician, yeah. scientist, it was searching for list. a way to tap into the hidden strengths that all humans have. Then an accidental overdose of gamma radiation alters his body chemistry. And now, when David Banner grows angry or outraged, a startling metamorphosis occurs. The creature is driven by rage and pursued by an investigative reporter. The creature is wanted for a murder he didn't commit. David Banner is believed to be dead, and he must let the world think that he is dead until he can find a way to control the raging spirit that dwells within. Mr. McGee, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. angry. And then... Go ahead. There you go. And then the and scene, gonna, right? No, the split no, face. Yeah, then you're... Rah. Yeah. <laughs> that scared the piss out of me when I was a kid. Well, really? I, 
that and the closing of that is almost as iconic if we could do a closing because (laughs) the fact that every episode ends (laughs) with him thumbing a ride right he's he can't stay he can't and i guess in some ways i'm i'm gonna bring up another one i mean it's very much an 80s update to the fugitive right yeah yeah I mean, the the fugitive was one that had really. I mean, uh, a the fugitive intro changed by season, but it was always Richard Kimball, mm-hmm. believed you know on death row, believed guilty, blah blah blah. Now pursued, he has to find you know the one armed man. Even though it was so lame that at least the fugitive, a cop was tracking him down, but in the whole credible, whole, it was a news reporter. I haven't watched it in years. In I, years, I don't have. I, I love the opening, but I don't. I'm not. I have. It's by the I, way. I didn't realize how close these openings were. This is from the first season. It did change from the second season, but the first season intro for the fugitive was name Richard Kimball, profession doctor of medicine, destination death row state prison. Richard Kimball has been tried and convicted for the murder of his wife, but laws are made by men, carried out by men, and men are imperfect. Richard Kimball is innocent. Proved guilty, what Richard Kimball could not prove was that moments before discovering his wife's body, he encountered a man running from the vicinity of his home, a man with one arm, a man who has not yet been found. Richard Kimball ponders his fate as he looks out at the world for the last time and sees only darkness. But in that darkness, fate moves its huge hand. It's not too different than The Incredible yeah. Hulk. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, I don't have an affinity for the TV show. What I did have an affinity for, uh, what I did actually, I, I can actually sort of watch now even though it doesn't hold up where the incredible hulk made for tv movies oh with thor with thor and daredevil that's how yeah. i got introduced to daredevil and that's why i'm uh, it it made me a daredevil fan for life and i'm just like i, I gotta give it that now i love the i love the series i mean i remember watching it as a kid and loving the the incredible hulk series yeah. joe joe what were you saying Jane? i didn't hear you it wasn't important but i my next point is a good is a question so we talked about narration but what if we sing it? Will a song work for what? So does, does it that, does it does it serve a narrative purpose? I guess yes. would be my question. Well, then yeah, because see that was see that was my that was what I struggled with. Uh, I, I have my list, and so far we've covered most of the ones on my list. Um, but take my love, take my land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take. I'm like Firefly. I mean, it's narration, but. Does it really pertain to the show itself? I think it does. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it was written. I mean, Josh Whedon wrote it specifically yeah. to tell that story. So, I, 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 but yeah. So, Joe, do you have one? Yeah, I have it right here. I just wanted okay. to pull up the, while, you, while you were doing, I thought I had the whole lyrics, but I don't have the whole lyrics. So, uh, as you're saying that, I will pull these up. So, this is it. And I feel like this explains everything you're going to see. And it is a song. And we'll, there's several of these because I wanted to, because so my list is much longer if we can include songs that describe what you're about to see. Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain. I can't hear you. Who are you? Aye, aye, Captain. Oh, who lives in a pineapple, lives in a pineapple under, the under the sea? I was waiting for one of you. To uh, square pants. Absorbing uh, yellow. Sea. SpongeBob SquarePants. If nautical nonsense be something you wish. Now hold on. Are you actually reading the lyrics? Do you not know the song? I do not know the song. No, oh my God! Part. You should have let me do it because I know the words. Well, you I didn't say what? The fucker. <laughs> All right. SpongeBob SquarePants. Then flop on the deck. Or, or you screwed it up. Oh man, I had it. 
Go ahead. The drop of the dick and, and flop, and like, flop a like a fish. SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob SquarePants. So I actually didn't particularly have a. I didn't really give a shit about SpongeBob one way or the other, even though I'm of the right age because a lot of people we went to college with were watching SpongeBob. I watched like, it. I enjoyed it. I don't not so much now. I well, actually, I have to watch it now because I have the five year old. My girls never got into it, and he enjoys it, especially the new cramp, uh, Camp Krusty or whatever it's called. Yeah, and I actually don't. Sorry, Camp Krusty. I just. <laughs> what? Hell to the camp crusty. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But I actually kind of like it. Now I see. Is this it's interesting? I've had to watch the movies several times. The movies aren't as good as the episodes. No. In my opinion. They just they're just too much. They just the, the, the episodes in SpongeBob are a little macabre in a lot of a lot of times, yeah. especially the one where they actually they thought they killed the guy. I love that episode. So I enjoy it. But as we're talking about opening narration that explains everything, it's a song, but it does explain damn near everything. It's goofy. It's a little weird. Yeah. So the song sets you up for the show. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah I absolutely do. All um, right. So you went to animation, so let me go to animation. So I want to talk about one of my favorite opening narrations for a cartoon. It's not necessarily the opening narration. There's some music beforehand, but this narration explains it all. G.I. Joe is the code name for America's daring, highly trained special <laughs> mission force. Its purpose to defend human freedom against Cobra, a ruthless terrorist organization determined to rule the world. He never gives up. He stays till the fight's won. G.I. Joe will dare. Yep. G.I. Joe. Yep. Perfect. Explains the whole 20 minute cartoon in two sentences. Yep. I agree with you 110%. It works like game, and you just said it, and I have no idea why I didn't think of it, but it's not on my list. And what I didn't cover is the opening part because the opening singing covers the story too. It's G.I. Joe Joe against Cobra and Destro fighting to save the day. He never gives up. He's always there fighting for freedom over land and air. He stays till the fight's done. G.I. Joe was there. Wait, so the sea's not covered? (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to go tell Cobra. Screw it. <laughs> I think that's one of those iconic 80s children's theme songs. Uh, it it beats out it beats out He-Man, which is technically an open narration. It yeah. beats yeah. out Thundercats. G.I. Joe covers it. I mean, it, it and it just tells you what you're getting ready to be into. And the, and the man's voice is what is it? Bassy? I, I think it's a bass voice. I don't know how, I, but it it just draws you. I in. wanted to watch it the other day so bad, and my kid, I'm trying not to show too much violence, said the man that was showing him the Jurassic Park films, but trying not to show too much violence, and they're just violent as hell. Yeah, I love yeah. them, but I but I I rarely go to. That's Chad's thing is to go to animation for comfort food. But the other day, it's I all I wanted to do was come home and watch GI Joe and Amazing Stories on loop. Yeah, I did too, man. I I, I didn't do I, any of that because life sucks. <laughs> I, lo- I I just so I get uh, fifteen minutes of Predator too. If I if I do get I I mean I find movies that do provide me comfort, but honestly, if I'm just feeling like God, I need to pick me up cartoons. I mean, I just, I just love it. And GI Joe, and you know, a funny story. I think we told this in our animation episode and I don't, I think Joe remembers it, but you know, when, when it first came out on DVD and we couldn't view it 
anywhere and for for what two decades oh you you bought the damn trunk box thing no i didn't and i had to buy the they they stopped selling that i had to buy each one individually i wanted to but i missed the opportunity but joe got joe got a copy uh before i did and we sit in his apartment and we 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 got all excited about the theme song and then when the commercial when the commercial break came in we were like oh and then of course on the dvd immediately cut into the commercial show and we're like yay and they're not good (laughs) <laughs> not no, all of them are good not all of them are good let's, some, let's, are, some are better than others but they're not yes. all good oh my god why they're all hard to set through did these cartoon why did an 80 why did every 80s cartoon have to have that one episode where they became a rock band and tried to hypnotize the crowd every single cartoon had a cold slither will joining us soon a band of vipers playing our tune why is that in my mind that, that well, one you're talking about Hell, Transformers had Soundwave up there pretending to be a rock band. I'm like, it's a giant fucking tape deck. <laughs> Who are they not being so... That Millie I mean... Vanilli looking motherfucker up there. <laughs> you ain't singing, you playing that tape, bitch. <laughs> but no, in, in terms of opening narration, G.I. Joe is up there for me in my list. So James, what do you got? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to go to another one that I saw in reruns as a kid that I still remember. And oddly enough, I mean, it's a year off, but it does get something right about what would happen with NASA. The year is 1987, and NASA launches the last of America's deep space probes. In a freak mishap, <laughs> Ranger 3 and its pilot, Captain William Buck Rogers, uh, are blown out of their trajectory into an orbit which freezes his life support system and returns Buck Rogers to Earth 500 years later. And this happened in 1987. You said that's that was a, that, yes. It was set in the distant. Like uh, allegedly, he leaves Earth in not, at 1987, one year after 1986, which would have been the last probe we, or the last shuttle we launched for a while. Yeah. Um. Tragically. No, no, no. Um. Well, trying to remember the history of that. Keep going. But yeah, no. So Buck Roger. I mean, I can't tell you. There's one episode I remember in some detail, but that opening where he freezes and it shows him spinning and then he wakes up and you know it's Felix Celia as uh 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 Tweaky. Can I go ahead and admit something to you all because I'm going You've to never many... seen an episode I don't and think you I've hate ever Gerard seen... Butler. Why do you hate Gerard I've... Butler? I don't think I've ever seen any, a full episode. I have seen snippets. I had no of it. I have geek cards to talk about it, but I've never seen a full episode. Chad I've seen I've seen a few episodes. Yeah, um, I don't have any recall. Space nineteen ninety nine is. is another one that I don't think I've ever actually watched now, a full episode. And that's it. I've never seen Space. I, it's not that I didn't want to. It never re aired. Like I don't remember. Like Buck Rogers w- was shown in reruns throughout the eighties and not early nineties. But thirty years ago, if you didn't see it, you didn't see it. Yeah, I I watched it better Space than the gener- and we had it better than the generation before us. Oh yeah. At least we had video stores. Generation before us had the what a lot of them would call it. And this was only if they were in a big city, a metropolitan city, where they'd have the million dollar movie or all those the old films would play it late at night and you either caught it at 3 a.m. or you or didn't. didn't see it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chad, you you're on them interwebs. Uh is Space 1999 streaming anywhere? I'd watch it I, if it was I don't know. Because I've know. never seen it, and it, I feel like talking, I'm gonna look I, it up. I've seen Red Dwarf. I've seen Buck Rogers. I've seen Flash Gordon. 
a bunch of different versions of Flash Gordon. But I've never seen Space 1999, and I think it has opening narration, but I don't I've, know. I've never seen sure. it. It's because on Fugo TV, it's on the Roku channel, it's on Crackle, it's on... Oh, well, Netflix, there you go. It's on well, we'll have to watch it. Peacock, Chad, oh. Amazon Prime. Oh well, okay. I I I will go. I will watch. So so, Space Nineteen Ninety Nine fans that are listening, I apologize. Please don't kill me. I will go and watch me some Space Nineteen Ninety Nine. I know the vague plot. I know the plot vaguely because it's referenced by so many other things. Even Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand makes a reference to. It. Oh, is this going to be like Space Nineteen Ninety Nine? No, no, it's not. Okay. <laughs> um, is it my turn? I, yeah, go ahead. If you say Space Nineteen Ninety Nine, though, I'll punch you square. <laughs> In 1972, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the A-team. Dude. Yeah, it was on my list. I was waiting for one of y'all to take it. team is lame as hell, but it is a great premise for a show, admittedly. It's a fantastic opening. It's a fantastic... It had a great cast. And Mm -hmm. it's a fantastic... The music's awesome. And by the way, I like Carnahan's movie that he made a few years ago, The A-Team. We are the three that went and saw it and enjoyed it. By the way, I think your a few years ago may not be chronologically accurate. Why? It was like 2002, 2003. Yeah, it's been, it's been way more. <laughs> oh, it's not been that years. long. You guys keep talking about the A team, and I'll look it up. Uh, I, well, I, I mean, just, I don't, I, this is one of those shows, again, I don't agree with Joe. It, it It's pure cheesy 2010, 80s. 2010. Oh, so 2010. I'm sorry, 12 years ago. 12 years it's a dozen ago. years ago, which is more than Joe, a few. We're old. <laughs> I'm not that old. Yes, Think you for are. Yourself. You're the I'm oldest one of us. You sons of bitches. <laughs> Damn no, dog and you and you damn hippie headband wearing listening to your Beatle albums, <laughs> crack commando oh. out there right now listening to that damn reefer smoking band that Cherry Garcia. I don't know. Now I'm going off wondering if Mick's going to listen to this and we get a text later. Hopefully we do. So. <laughs> I, but I, yes, the show, I, you know, the last episode I can remember ever watching was because I just flipped through it. And the only reason I stopped on it was because Sid Haig was the, was kind of the, oh my the God, yeah. Guy, but the, like the bad guy to the bad guy. Guy, Yeah. The subplot in the jail yeah. with them. So I was like, ah, oh, Sid. So I stopped. <laughs> I agree. I'll, I will fully agree with you that it's not great by any means. What we held as a, as a kid. It's not Night Court. It's not Quantum Leap. No, uh, 18, I think 18 Night suffers with, much better. Yeah, yeah, uh, it, it suffers from its time, but there are still decent episodes, and it, it it's just the same plot every episode. It's just a different villain. Mister T is iconic. Yeah, George Papard is iconic. The van is iconic. Yeah, it just all works. I just don't know that it's a great show. And by the way, no, it's not. But I just it has that special. But yeah, you can't marathon that show because every single episode is the damn same damn thing. I mean, it's if you get a chance, Dirk Benedict does do. He played Face, and he was also in the original Battlestar Galactica. If you get a chance to go to a convention where he's at, that man is a lot of fun, but he's batshit nuts. 
So get your 20 bucks and go on up and talk to him because eh, he'll talk to you. And if he's doing a Q&A, you attend that Q&A. You take, your, you take this wisdom from your old Uncle Joe. Go to Dirk Benedict's Q&A. You'll love the it. The fact that you called yourself Uncle Joe is I didn't is know creepy. what else to call me. I'm getting Anything old, other than a family rel- a relative nickname? It's just creepy. Like it's what? Just creepy. Daddy Joe? Uh, yeah. No, that's, that's familial. No. Father. Stop. No. No. So, so. Hobo Joe. We, Hobo we, Joe. Sweet, sweet step ahead Joe. Step. Call <laughs> yourself Hobo Joe. It rolls off the tongue. Now, how about uh, third cousin removed Joe? Hedo Joe rolls off the tongue. Hedo? Hedo Joe. <laughs> Good old Pedo Joe. Hedo? Like pedophile? I thought you said Hedo for a second. I was like, no. right. I am the heterosexual. You're correct. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you just listened to your fourth cousin removed who's just close enough, but not quite close enough that you still can't sleep with Joe. <laughs> and go to a Dirk Benedict Q&A. Who's next? All right, so uh, this again, this falls into the the category of modern great narration that, well, not modern, it's, it's mid-90s. <laughs> but um, uh, 1,000 years ago, superstition and the sword ruled an amazing opening line it was a time of darkness it was a world of fear it was the age of gargoyles we were betrayed stone by days stone by day warriors by night we were betrayed by many days yeah (laughs) we were betrayed by the humans we had sworn to protect frozen in stone by magic spell for a thousand years now here in Manhattan, the spell is broken, and we live again. We are defenders of the night. We are gargoyles. Now, just imagine Keith David doing that, and it's amazing. That is an awesome opening narration. I don't think I've ever watched a full episode of Gargoyles in my life. Oh, Gargoyles is a great animation. It really is, and it tells a continuous story. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't argue with you at all it's one of those things i've just never bothered to watch and it was just it was it was one of those rare instances of an animation doing what modern television is doing now of just continually telling a story yeah every episode is connected i mean jonathan frank's got a lot of questions about it i mean people are still pretty oh i love yeah yeah um gargoyles is is amazing and Ed, ed asner as hudson I mean, uh, but anyway. Stone uh, that shit, Hudson. <laughs> Hudson, get over here. He doesn't say that. But no, the, the narration for that and and them basically telling you the whole story uh, of these creatures before the episode even begins. And again, it just sets up the story beautifully. And it's told, and, and Keith David's amazing narration just sets the tone for the whole show that's get the, the next 20 minutes. Oh. God, I guess I'm the only one one of the three of us who had an affinity towards gargoyles. Actually, I really like gargoyles. I just no, honestly I haven't seen it in so long. I I need to go back and Is watch it on Disney it. Plus. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I had the DVDs before. Of course, I'm glad I have the DVDs. Of course, no. as as with everything Disney, they never release the whole series on DVD. <laughs> but maybe one day. Rat bastards, James. What do you got? I'm gonna do one that oh, actually. Oh my I, god, I, James. 
What? Did I get loud? Is this yeah. louder now? Anyway, it's getting uh, loud in here. That's the Sorry. second time you've done that to me. Oh my god, my, Sorry. my, my, my it's, palpitations. It's, it's, I didn't do anything different. It's just, I guess, I guess. Anyway, I'm going to do one that technically my I need heart to do. Went down to my I need balls. to do three to do one, and that's because it does change season to season, and it sets up what you're going to see. And I'll start with season one, obviously. It was the dawn of the Third Age of Mankind, ten years after the Earth-Minbari War. The Babylon Project was dreamed given form. Its goal to prevent another war by creating a place where humans and aliens could work out their differences peacefully. It's a port of call, home away from home for diplomats, hustlers, entrepreneurs, and wanderers. Humans and aliens wrapped in 2,500,000 tons of spinning metal, all alone in the night. It can be a dangerous place, but it's our best hope for peace. This is the story of the last of the Babylon stations. The year is 2258. The name of the place is Babylon 5. That's season one. Yeah. What I love about that is they didn't go to the Star Trek route where, okay, we're still exploring even though we're at war. Nope. Um, by the time we get to season two, the narration becomes the Babylon project was our last best hope for peace, a self-contained world five miles long located in neutral territory, a place of commerce and diplomacy for a quarter of a million humans and aliens, Are you a shining beacon in space all alone in the night. It was the dawn of the third age of mankind. The year, the great war came upon us all. This is the story of the last of the Babylon stations. The year is 2259. The name of the place of Babylon five. What I loved though is by the time we get to the third season, the narration is done by someone else, and it just becomes much shorter. The Babylon Project was our last best hope for peace. It failed. But in the year of the Shadow War, it became something greater. Our last best hope for victory. The year is 2260. The place, Babylon 5. I didn't know that. I didn't realize the narration changed. Of course, oh, I, yeah. haven't, I, I, haven't finished, I haven't finished the show. So, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, literally, and by the time you get to season four, they each take turns doing a line and it sets up, I mean, because season four is, it was meant to be five seasons. JMS got all five seasons done. Uh, but I mean, so the season four, I won't do season five because it spoils things if you haven't watched the other season, but season four, they take turns doing lines different. I mean, the aliens do lines and everything else. It was the year of fire, the year of destruction, the year we took back what was ours. It was the year of rebirth, the year of great sadness, the year of pain, and the year of joy. It was a new age. It was the end of history. It was the year everything changed. The place, uh, the year is 2261, the place, Babylon 5. And that's what I love about, that's a show that uses its introduction to set up, if you missed the season cliffhanger the year before, back before we could rush out and get it on DVD, you could pick up and be like, oh, crap, things have changed. They're at war now. Something else is going on. And because every season covered a year, you knew exactly where you were. Except for season five, and again, I'm not going to do season five, but season five, if you had to see the others, you were hosed. Because it, it literally samples lines from other shows, um, other episodes. But Babylon 5 has one of the best dramatic, inter- like Star Trek is iconic. But it's not overly dramatic. Mm-hmm. Babylon 5 really ups the drama of what their thing does. Because it's like, oh, this is our best last hope for peace. And then, you know, two seasons later, it failed. We're doomed. But this is our best chance of winning. And so I, I think that's a great way to use a, a narration 
and Babylon 5 is one of the ones that does it really well. Hmm. All right. Do Now, does anybody have any honorable mentions? Because I was actually going to ask, because I have one. I don't have any honorable mentions, but I do have one that I was... Do you all know of any bad opening narrations? Well, I, I have an honorable, honorable mention before we do that. Yeah, I was going to say, I have an honorable mention. You go first, Joe. Come and listen to a story about a man named Jed. Poor mountaineer barely kept his family fed. Then one day he was shooting at some food, and up through the ground comes some bubbling crude. Oh, that is black gold Texas tea. I won't do the rest of it. Well, the first thing Thank you, you. Jed's that was there. And so say, Dad, move He's still over doing there. California wasn't... is the place you ought to be. So he moved up, he loaded up the truck and moved the family Beverly Hills. He said, I he just wasn't like the to. Beverly Hills. I, I, I haven't no, seen it. It's, it's, and it's, it's another one. If you didn't see the pilot, Mm-hmm. It tells you how he got the money. Yeah. Indirectly. I mean, it doesn't tell exactly because he actually didn't find oil. They had ran a pipeline across his land illegally and he shoots. Yeah. It, and it was Eric Alaniac's second best performance. Um, <laughs> well, her two best performances are under siege. <laughs> Keep going, James. Um, well, anyway, uh, I, w- I was going What's to her? say, sorry. You got it caught up in Eric Alaniac's two yeah. best performance. Um, Chasers. No, I was actually going to say, so I know I'm going to get in trouble for this, but I don't care. Um, I watched He Man as as most people did. If you were yeah. if you're of our age, you saw an episode two of He Man at some point. Yeah. yeah, I think Joe, do you have the Christmas special on DVD? I do, I do, I, no, do. I, I do it too. Years ago, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm not he gave it to me as a gift. Yeah, that's, that's along. Uh, yeah, along with Grumpy Cat, you motherfucker. I think you gave me. I think you gave us all a copy of He Man's Christmas special one year. It's a gift that keeps on giving. Anyway, I have watched it. I'm I going watched it to be honest. Why do you there always was, say that? Only there's liars the, say that. There is a show that I always liked better than He Man. Didn't run as long. Wasn't as heavily marketed. Not a lot of toys made. But it too had opening narration. Uh, it was inspired in part by Conan the Barbarian and Flash Gordon and things like that. And here is the opening narration. Again, it looks at the far-flung future as it begins in the year 1994. Mm-hmm. From out of space comes a runaway planet hurling through the er- between the Earth and the Moon, unleashing cosmic destruction. Human civilization is cast in ruin. 2,000 years later... So we're not 1394 if you're, or I'm sorry, thir, uh, thir, yeah, 2,000, it would be 3,994. <laughs> I suck at math. Anyway, um, 2,000 years later, Earth is re-civilized with a strange new world rises from the old, a world of savagery, super science, and sorcery. But one man bursts his bonds to fight for justice. With his companions, I love this, Ukla the Mock and Princess Ariel, he pits his strength, his courage, and his fabulous sword against the forces of evil. He is Thundar, the barbarian. barbarian. Boy, that's God, what a great there. Um, and then the other one I'll do a quick honorable mention for, because I mentioned it before, and that the, this opening narration is burnt to my head. It's the 16th century. From all over Europe, great ships sail west to conquer the New World. The Americas, the men eager to seek their fortune, to find new adventures in new lands, to find the mysterious cities of gold. Mm-hmm. Cities of Gold. I love that show. I need to find it on DVD. I remember that one a little bit. Cities of Gold. Da, 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 cities of Gold. Dude, it was they. So it was it was a joint partnership between the French 
and the Japanese animation. It was a co-production. It aired on Nickelodeon when they when Nickelodeon first got started. And they find like they find these cities of gold, and one of them has a great flying eagle that they learned to pilot. I loved it as a kid. I literally you, haven't seen it way, since. You're a dumb son of a bitch. It's the law, it's the mystery city, the mysterious cities of gold. I know. Yeah. But you said cities of gold. Well, the, the narration says that they're looking for the cities of gold. They don't say they're looking for the mysterious cities of gold. He I was doing the opening know. narration. He don't know. <laughs> He don't now know. Just go ahead and tell us which ones suck. Because <laughs> he don't know. I'm amazed none of you brought up JC and the Wild Warriors. I don't I even don't know, know what that is. I, I, don't I, know, I know what it is. I couldn't tell you any, I couldn't tell you an episode. You don't know. He don't know. <laughs> it, before before we end, is there a bad can you all think because I got one. I got is one. There, is there a bad opening narration? Joko. Yeah. Yes. You want to you want to hear it? Yeah, go for it. Are you sure? Yeah. Mass crusaders working all the time, fighting crime, fighting crime. Secret raiders who will neutralize as soon as they arrive. Trekker's going to lead the mission, and Spectrum's got soup such supervision. <laughs> Mask is the mighty power that could save the day. Oh man, Mask. The thought, the 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 beat. Masquerade. Mask always riding on Venom's trail. Come see the lasers ray, the laser rays fly away. The I, song. I have an affinity for it, but I was reading it and I was like, this is kind of bad. Did you check it out on Tubi like I recommend it? The, well, I had a couple of the toys. I watched Yeah, it. I mean, but you can watch all the episodes on Tubi. This this the opening theme song, yes, the lyrics are garbage, but the the synth and the and lyric man. I'm just saying when I wasn't even going to pick on it. I looked it up. I wasn't even going to pick on it because I looked it up because I thought I might do it if you grabbed a couple of the other ones I was going to do. Yeah. But then when I started reading it, when James was talking, because it's because he don't know. He just I, don't know. And I was like, Jesus, these these lyrics are garbage. And they are. They are total They're garbage. Bad. <laughs> I never really thought about it. But Man. I just... Uh, can you? I just can't imagine the guy going in singing. He had that pure, like that long '80s metal hair, and just rocking it, thinking it was the best thing ever. And then I, I just wonder now he's bald like I am, and he goes back and listens to it and goes, "Oh my god, this made no sense. How much coke was I on?" Well, there's a two and a half man that actually deals with this about writing shitty theme songs for kids' cartoons because oh, really? Charlie is an actual. That's what he does on the show. <laughs> Well, he doesn't write them just for kids' cartoons, but he's a he writes songs. He's a songwriter. Uh, James, Chad. do you have James? Do you have one? Uh, there's tons of shows that have terrible intros, but I'm I'm having really a Chad. hard time picking one. So go okay. ahead, Chad. All right, so no, no. Mine, it it mainly it's not only the worst opening narration in my opinion. It has the worst opening of any TV show I have ever seen, and it got six seasons. No, I think it and only, a movie. I you'll you'll uh, I didn't look how many seasons it got. It it got five seasons. Man lives in the sunlit world of what he believes to be reality, but there is, unseen by most, an underworld, a place that is just as real, but not as brightly lit. Yeah. A dark side. I hate that. I hate it. And I hate the but opening that's like Tales from the Dark Side. I like them I I I like the episodes, but the opening's terrible. 
Oh, I don't I don't know that I feel that way. Really? It's just random images of scenery. And then at the end, when he says a dark side, it does that weird, that awful, like negative flip. Yeah. That and was shit in 84, bud. I guess, but God, it's terrible. I never did like it. I just thought it was corny as hell. I just couldn't. And the, and the narration I thought was, it was tacked on. It was nothing about that set up the episode for me. It's no Tales from the Crypt opening, but the Tales from the Crypt opening didn't have any narration. Oh, it, but the beat itself. No, it's dun, 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 best dun, dun, TV dun, show dun, opening dun. of all time. Yeah. I oh, wish I... we if we're going to do songs, there's one more honorable mention we probably should do. Or what? we will hear about it. No, we won't. Nobody listen. Nope. Chad, I'd like to take a moment to tell you how I became the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Uh, it showed up on every damn list I pulled up. I didn't think about it, but I mean, I it is one it that, that I mean, people know. How did you all we miss it? Do songs, every list. I didn't look I up lists. I didn't look up lists. I went by things I knew. You should look up lists because you'd be shocked because all of them had the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I nah. didn't. Yeah. Uh, um, I'd rather have just pulled my own memories. I like my However, memories. they're right. And James is right. People know yeah. it. It's iconic. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember how it's the the, the opening line. If if I can say the opening line, I know the whole song. I think. Um, West Philly, born and raised on the playground. The playground is, is is where I spent most of my days. Yeah. Yeah. So, By the way, yeah, got another one show little that fight, uses... and my mom got scared. She Maybe says you're going your to live with your aunt and auntie and uncle and your aunt and uncle uncle in Bel Air. Do, 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 do. So anyway, so, um, by the way, another show that used narration a lot in opening and is is still mocked by at least Family Guy for it is soap. This is the story of two sisters. Yeah, I don't think people remember soap. No, actually, that's the entire thing. Like, if you watch when they did the Stewie Griffin story, which originally kids came out on DVD and that's how you got it. But when they finally, when Fox brought family guy back and split it into three episodes after the first half hour episode, if you watched it on TV, the second episode began with, will Stewie find out who this man is that he thinks is his father? Will. And then the last line is, will any modern day audience get this soap reference? Find out on this week's family guy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Is that it? I mean, there's tons of other shows, but why don't, hey, if we left out your favorite narration show, feel free to do it uh, by letting us know. Comment on the episode. Actually, it'd be great if we logged on to YouTube and there were comments underneath it. Let us know what we we get one. Somebody, yeah. somebody corrected us a couple of weeks ago. So that's nice. I mean, I, I'll take it. I mean, yeah. I, quite frankly, it, I'd feel better about the downvote on the Vincent Price episodes if they would have told me what they didn't like. Oh my God, let it go. I won't. It's Vincent Price. I mean, you can mock me. I'm a hideous cave troll of a human, but don't, don't, don't diss Vincent Price. This has been Bonehead Weekly. Grrrr. <sniffs>